Amid the quarantine, I curated conversations ranging from mental health, personal growth, race relations, marriage, and church leadership. Of the 110 conversations, here's my top 15. This is the John Peacock Podcast. Welcome to season one. Okay, so we're back. We're talking about movements that change the world. And uh, we, in, in that book, there's five principles that he, he reveals. And Steve Addison, the author of Movements That Change the World, he studied movements that change the world. And he extrapolated, I think is the word. I think that's it. He extrapolated from those movements five common threads. And so we've been walking through those each, each week. And today we're on number three. Uh, so he, he found five things. And so if you missed the last two weeks, you can check those out. But today we're on number three. And he's, as he studied movements that changed the world, the, the third thing that he found was contagious relationships. And, you know, it's just kind of interesting that we're talking about things that are contagious in the midst of. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, contagious <laughs> relationships. And so that's what we're going to talk about for the next few minutes, contagious relationships. And um within that chapter he breaks that down into you know he kind of zooms in on that he talks about the strength and this is what we're going to talk about the strength of weak ties tight but open social networks and third six handshakes away really like that one hmm. so before we dive into these three uh i'll throw it to dan any kind of setup on why we should be even interested in in what we're talking about today from a contagious relationship standpoint yeah. Um, for anybody who leads anything, if you're a business leader, um, I know educators, you're going through a lot. You're thinking about a lot, how to navigate these times. When it comes to movement, anything and movement potential, everybody um, can learn a ton from this part in particular, all about contagious relationships, because it's how all good news and bad news, it's how stuff spreads. Hmm. Um, and if you're a follower of Jesus, this is a model um, that we can learn a lot from how the good news spread in this movement that Jesus started. And uh, the forms very much exist today, and they're critical for this movement to take place. Yeah. And so uh, if you lead anything, and if you're a follower of Jesus, this is key info. That's good. We got Pat Brennan watching today. We love Pat. Up, Pat? <clears throat> hey, Pat. And uh, we love what God's doing with, uh, with Willow Creek these days. So cool. Our buddy Dave Dummett uh, is about to be uh, moving here. I talked with him the other day. I think he's going to be on the show fairly soon, which will be really fun. Nice. nice. But hello to Pat Brennan and hello to our friends at, at Willow Huntley. So, yeah, Dan, great setup for that. No matter uh, who you are, no matter what you lead, this is really, really important content. And uh, let's, let's dive into the first one. This one we might spend the most time on. He, he says the strength of weak ties. Mm -hmm. and um do you want to talk about even that phrase or should we get into the three archetypes well i think the thing to set up about <clears throat> this whole point before the archetypes is that when he talks about the strength of weak ties he's he's trying to help us understand that friends link us to people we know and that's important and acquaintances link us to untapped social networks so we'll probably get into this in point three uh but all of these points are kind of about attention and you got to have both 
And so friends, of course, they're going to link you to the people that you immediately know, but you can't downplay the importance of acquaintances and then mm -hmm. all of the untapped social networks that acquaintances uh, can link you to. And to Dan's point in contagious relationships, this is really important for listeners and people of our church. Movements are about people. That's what sets them apart from um, an organization, a brand, a monument. I mean, movements are built on people. That's why contagious mm -hmm. relationships are so critical for them to actually spread. So this, this, this point's all about don't downplay the acquaintances in your life because they open you up to even more social networks. That's how movements spread. Yeah, it's good. And, and he talks about uh, in, in this part of the chapter to really kind of understand the way that you're wired up. Mm -hmm. And he uses these three archetypes that he borrows from Ma Malcolm Gladwell, one of our favorite authors from uh, The Tipping Point. And in The Tipping Point, Malcolm talks about three archetypes. He talks about the maven, the connector, and the salesman. And, you know, you can, you could switch out the salesman if you don't like that term into the persuader, whatever, but those are the three archetypes. So, um, you obviously we've talked about this before. Uh, I thought it'd be helpful for our, for everyone uh, watching for me to kind of break those down real quick. <clears throat> so a maven, and, uh, we found this article by Charlie Gilkey, uh, shout out to our sources here. Uh, you might be a maven if. You often feel overwhelmed because you have so many big ideas to unpack, or if you're often frustrated by how thin a lot of information seems, or uh, you might be a maven if you can get lost for days working on one idea or spend months happily exploring the depths of one idea. All right, so if that is sounding uh, familiar, you, you just might be a maven. Um, thank you, Mark Wittig, for helping uh, with all the posting here. This is awesome. Uh, and, and thank you, Mark, for being a maven. Thank you. <laughs> do you think Mark's a maven? Uh, we're all a little bit of everything. He's got a ton okay. of connector in him too. So Yeah, he's got a lot of connector. But he's okay, a very strong uh, maven. Which is a good segue. Let's talk about connectors for a second. Um, so again, three archetypes. We're talking about movements that change the world and how movements spread is through relationships. It's through these social networks, right? And so you got to understand like your role in that, the way God has wired you up to play your part in seeing the, the kingdom of God move out. And so it's just really uh, important for you to understand who you are. So you, you may be a maven uh, or you might be a connector. So you might be a connector if you are constantly referring people to the right expert or service to solve their problem. Connectors always have a guy, okay? So if, if you always say, you know what, I got a guy, you're, you're probably a connector. Uh, and so he, he breaks this down. He says, you love networking and talking with people just for the sake of doing it. When you're talking to people, they say, wow, you know, everyone. So if anyone has ever said that to you, wow, you know, everyone, well, you just, you just might be a connector. I think of Tyler Grissom. When I think of connectors, uh, I think of Neil Sternberg. When I think of connectors, I think of, man, there's a lot of people that come to my mind. All right. Uh, you might be, uh, uh, not only a connector, but this third one is the salesperson. Salesperson. So you might be the salesperson uh, if when you talk about your next project, people are instantly hooked. They're like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Or uh, you sell things without meaning to. And this has been, um, this has been some of my, I'm just sometimes just thinking about things. I'm not trying to sell anything. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, so that's gotten me into trouble sometimes. Uh, or you love 
the chase of getting someone to agree with you or buy into whatever you're selling. I think of Ted Canaris, uh, certainly within this good friend of ours, church planter, phenomenal leader with Chris, uh, Community Christian Church, just so persuasive. Um, and, and he leverages that for movement, which I love. Uh, last thought here on salespersons. Uh, it's really easy for you to get hooked on sticky, sizzly ideas, products, or services. So, so those are the three archetypes, the maven, the connector, the salesperson. And um, and I would agree with this. They say that generally there is a primary and secondary. So here's what would be fun. So that's my little setup for uh, all of you on uh, live on the eights. Some of you are watching this on IGTV. So so you can you can guess what you are. But I would love for you guys right now to kind of just type into the comments of those three. Which one do you feel like is your primary? All right. Which do you, do you feel like is your primary? So. All right, this is good. Janine, you're you're on it. So she's like the salesperson in me. So she's raising her hand. I love it. Uh, Jean is saying connector. This is so fun. Okay, let me just see who else is joining in. Yep, Donna Corrigan, connector. Awesome. Greg Streppel. What's up, Greg? Good to see you, buddy. Greg, wh what do you think you are? I mean, you lead a very successful business. Um, I, I wonder, I wonder, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this content before. I wonder what you'd say you are. Man, this is awesome. <laughs> so many people are responding. This is great. Bob Barron, Maven. Yep. 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 Linda, Connector, Gloria, Larusso, Connector. Luke Sipperly. What's up, buddy? Maven. Luke saying Maven. That's cool. All right. Greg Shreppel saying Connector. That that was my guess too. Yeah. Yep. Lindsay. I mean, this is so fun. You guys are you guys are great. This this stuff is really, really helpful. Uh, it's helpful for every domain of your life, for everything in your life. But we're talking about what Jesus started, which is the movement of the kingdom of God, right, here on earth as it is in heaven. And oftentimes this kind of thinking only gets applied into the business world. And we're like, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, that's important uh, because the kingdom moves a lot of times through the business world. But, man, we got to understand that we've been invited by Jesus to join him in a movement and, and we are longing to see a movement of jesus in the 10 in our lifetime so it's so important to understand the way that we are wired up uh george petro maven yep that, that's what i would guess too so uh how about this tommy i want you to talk about um me and dan what do you oh, think wow. what do you think we are yeah that'd be good. fun yep um yeah dan definitely has maven in him um <laughs> and then i would say maven then i would say connector would be his secondary and okay. then i would say john you are a salesperson salesman then connector okay uh, the one thing i would say about dan is in your description of of maven he doesn't he doesn't go dangerously deep into the idea. A lot of ma mavens, they dig such a deep hole, they can never come out of it and actually make anything applicable out of it. So, mm. um, but you need you need mavens to do those deep dives. Dan's pretty good about pulling himself out to making the connection. Um, so yeah, maven connector, and then John for you, yeah, salesperson connector. That'd be that'd be my In, my prognosis. So I, I don't think we've ever talked about this before, but. This would be great for church planters that are starting to build their team. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, we've got some friends we're, we're walking with up in Vancouver that are 
in the process of starting a, a new church and it's going to be amazing. Love those guys. Um, so I've been taught and I talk to planters all the time. I've never talked to them about this when it comes to building their team strategically. Yeah. Um, it, it would not be a good idea if you only have mavens or if you only, you know, like I think part of the genius of God in assembling the team that he assembled eight years ago is you actually see the diversity of these three, not just within the three of us, but also certainly within, within our team. Yeah. Uh, yeah go ahead. Well, I was just thinking a quick thought just came to mind um, with the Maven connector salespeople that because you're talking about putting a team together. And when you're if you're trying to promote any idea or begin a movement, I think Maven, Mavens provide the substance of it. They, they give you like the meat, like the substance of it. The author uses the word sizzle, which is the funniest word ever. The salesperson will provide the sizzle to the substance. So they'll be like, look at this substance. It looks amazing. The connectors, I think, are what then sustains it. So if you think of it through the lens wow. of the substance, the sizzle, which I can't say without laughing, and <laughs> the sustainability of it, that's Ooh. why you need all three parts um, within a church, within a movement, wow. for them to be contagious. So just a thought. Great thought, Tommy. Well, three, three S's. S's. Yeah, Just... I mean, you guys usually go three P's, but I had three <clears throat> three S's. So it's amazing. Um, it's great. It's amazing, Dan. What do you what do you think about old TB? What do you think about Tommy? Yeah, I think um, clearly, yeah, clearly, I mean, he he brings some he sizzle. Three, he brings a ton of sizzle. Uh, the fact that he could just organize that into three S's and make that information clear reveals some of his Maven tendencies mm. um and then i think he's also a connector yeah yep so Thanks, you guys we have an ongoing joke where you guys will have arrived at something really important and the three of us will talk about it and and then i'll say it and then it's like everyone's like oh like around the table like oh yeah yeah and you guys have been like, this is so stupid because you guys said that like a while ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what's been really, <laughs> we, we laugh and we laugh about it now because we're, we're so close and we don't care who gets the credit for anything. But oftentimes I am saying things that you guys as mavens have said to me like three years ago. And so it's just important for people to know that um, you have a role to play. Yeah. And uh, it's just really important to be next to people that are wired up differently, yeah. that are gifted differently, because we need each other. And and certainly that that absolutely has to do with movements that change the world, specifically a movement of Jesus. And so uh, that's the first one. I I really love that one of the strength of weak ties, understanding your archetype. Uh, the second hey, Johnny, one, really, really, yep. really quick point. Yep. I think one thing I would add when you're talking about connectors, there's so many people that are watching right now that are incredibly connected that are not leveraging their opportunity to be connectors. So while we might not, yeah. we might not all naturally be connectors. We are all so incredibly connected, not only where we live locally, this is a very connected place with social media. We're so connected. And I think the challenge for all of us is to leverage our connectivity mm. to be better connectors for the sake of a movement of Jesus. So just wanted to add that little challenge. That's good. Yeah, and the question that I have just from what Tommy said, and John, you alluded to this earlier too, is how has who you are transferred into the movement that Jesus started? 
Mm, and so we can often good. extract just this, or we can often apply like this one piece of who we are into the business world, into leading family. Into, but if that's who you are, how has that transferred into this movement Jesus started? You know, for the mavens, Jesus is infinitely interesting, right? Like you can never get all of the depth. So he's, he's infinitely interesting for the connectors. He's infinitely relatable. You're never going to run into a person that he doesn't relate to. For the salesperson or the persuader, he's infinitely followable. Because you're like, I just want what he had. And so that is in you. Discover what it is about him that drives you to learn or follow him more and play that out yep. in your network of relationships. That's All so right. Good. Let me let me walk through those three again. Like this, I love your mind <laughs> and, and your ability to say it. The, the first one. Is the maven, infinite. I just said, like, he's infinitely interesting. And so that's, yes. that's, I'm more of a maven. So I'm like, you know, whether it's listening to you teach or other people teach or reading something about the Bible and like learning, like there's just more levels of, wow, that is fascinating. And I didn't know life was connected in that way. Again, there's more depth. So he's infinitely interesting. The connectors, mm. um, he's infinitely relatable. No one finds themselves on the outside of <clears> Jesus' mission. <throat> And then for the persuaders, he's infinitely followable. Mm -hmm. mm. You don't have to worry about it going out of style. That's right. Yeah, we should just end end this right now. <laughs> I mean, that, that was a mic drop moment. So good. And again, um, this is why I try to get as close to Dan Root as possible because I appear a lot smarter than I really am, <laughs> which, which is kind of fun. And, you know, I talked about church planting, uh, but also, you know, we are actually, as a church, we, we plant um, missional communities. I think this is a great thing to think about, too, uh, when it comes to organizing missional communities that, uh, that are moving out into the community. Even missional communities that are watching right now, this would be a fun conversation for you to have as a missional community. Go through these three archetypes and then ask that question that Dan just brought up. Are, you, are we really leveraging this for, for movement, a movement of Jesus in the ten? in our lifetime. That was really helpful for how you broke that down. This, the second part, guys, he talks about tight, but open social networks, tight, but open social networks. Talk to us about that. What is, what does he mean about that? And why, why does that have a connection with movements that change the world? Yeah. Transformational things such as a movement, they, they always have attention in them. So relationships, they both grow deep, but they have to extend wide. And so we talk about this on our growth track specifically in the planter course and he talks about having both tight and open relationships and we think about the way we group ourselves up in church uh community and mission and we've always thought and the church has trained people to think you can only have one and you can't have the other and christians tend to crave mm -hmm. this tight community that is all about this inner circle and when we experience the open and we go and extend we tend to do it on our own. And so we have this tight group and then one person gets really brave and they try to open the social network huh. and they do it on their own and they tend to fail. And then they come back to the group for encouragement. And what we've been dreaming about for five years now is what if the two of them could come together as a community on mission, a missional community where you together are tight yet open. And so you grow together tight but you extend together wide. And then think about if just a few hundred of us did just that mm. with the first, you know, strength and weak ties. I mean, movement will just, it would just happen. 
Mm. And so that's the tension you got to have. Tight's okay, but then you got to be able to extend those relationships. Dan, I'm sure you've got something to add to that. Just as you were sharing that, which is really helpful, um, I just want, I was reminded of what we talked about last time we were together, um, which is commitment to a cause. Yeah. And so I think part of, part of why there's this um, potential to have tight but open relationships is because you have unity and commitment to a cause. Um, the tightness comes from we're, we're in this together and the openness comes from, and it doesn't just end with us um, because we're committed to something that is much larger than just us. So that's just what jogged my memories. You were sharing that really helpful. Yeah. And, and the Maven in me years ago, I remember reading this book and digging into other numbers. 10 years after Jesus died, they estimated there was about a thousand Christians. Okay. And then 300 years, just right before the reign of Constantine. So 300 years um, after year 40. So what is that? 260 years. They estimated that there was 8 million Christians, meaning that every decade it increased by 40%. And that's with zero social media and all the different <clears throat> technologies we had. And the way that they did it was through these tight but open relationships. They were communities on mission. That is what movement is all about. And that's what we're trying to recapture in this day. And mm. think about all the things that we can leverage that they didn't have back then. Wow. And I think it's compelling to look towards. That's really good. And if you are, if you're a business leader and you're looking for a book to read and this downtime, all that stuff, another one that I'll throw out to you is the starfish and the spider. Yeah. yeah. Ori, um, it's, Ori, it's, uh, Ori, what is it? Brofman? Don't, don't recall. I actually, this is a little fun fact, Dan. Oh, go ahead. I don't think I've ever told you this, but, uh, I, this is way back. This is in 2007. I was so captured by, uh, that book and Neil Cole and how church movement, I got on a plane with Tyler Sturkey. Oh, yeah. You guys know, and Tyler, I uh, love Tyler. He's now a senior pastor of a church. He and his wife, Lindsay, which they fell in love on this trip, by the way. So they came with me. Shane Farmer came with me. They were all on my staff at that time. And we flew to, uh, to LA and we spent two days learning from this guy along with yeah. Neil Cole. How about that? Little fun fact. Awesome. That book's amazing. Fun fact. It's a great yeah, book. and so if if you're if you're a leader of any kind, starfish and the spider. It, I mean, it's a it's a funny title. It's a little interesting, um, but you can cut the head off of a spider, and it dies. A starfish regenerates, and yes, so yes. Um, and and spreads. And so what this is all about, as Tommy just shared, early on in Christianity, the Romans they targeted the head leaders of Christianity, and it continued to spread mm -hmm. because of the message and because of these tight but open social networks where it just spread from household to household to household to household and beyond. So, um, so good. really helpful from a movement perspective. Yeah. Hey, just a real quick free plug. There is a brand new podcast that is out called Redefining Church that is uh, done by none other than one of our beloved mavens, Tommy mm. Bowman. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... Great job on it. I love it. There's a there's a lot of folks that would like to dive into more conversation like this. Um, check out that podcast if you would. Rate it, like it, comment on it. Only if it's a positive comment. Uh, and and certainly it's you know it's for church, church leaders. And God's already using that. It's so fun. Tommy's really telling the story of our church. And uh, you guys that are part of our church, I mean you you're the ones that have really helped create this really really special thing that's been for a while all around what we're talking about today. 
and maybe maybe even more of what we're talking about today might be part of a, an episode coming up. I don't know. You've probably already built out all your seasons knowing you, but yeah, maybe, maybe not. All right. So um, that's tight, but open social networks. So important. Practically, I just say this, um, like there's always room for one more. There's always yeah. room for one more. There's always room for one more. There's always room for one more. Uh, we never have been. And I pray that we never will be the kind of church that says, you know what? It, this is, it's just about us now. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a cost with, with saying there's always room for one more. Of course. Yeah. Um, but, but this is so important for every single one of us to just agree and just say, there's always room for one more. I mean, what if mission at 300 people would have said, you know what? I think we're good here at 300. Think of all the beautiful, amazing, wonderful folks that we love dearly that would have never been part of mission, you know, but we've agreed with the spirit of God, just saying, no, we are always going to create room for more. And we've talked about that principle in 500 different <laughs> uh, phrases before, make room for more. There's always room for more. Um, but this is just so important. Really easy way to apply it today when you're hanging out um, with your family. In the coming weeks, when you're able to get together with more people, missional community, there's always room for one more, right? So, cuz, we're going to be tight, but we're going to be open. We're not going to close this thing off. Why? Because we are about movement. We're not about a monument. No, we're about movement. The, the last one, Dan, uh, is six handshakes away, which I just think is funny because we're not even allowed to shake hands right now. Sure. Um, I don't know if the handshake will ever come back. Do you think it'll come back? I don't know. It'll be, Man, it'll that's be, a good it'll question. Be back. You think it'll be back? It'll be yeah, back. It'll, it'll, be it'll back. take some time. It'll take some time. It, it's, it's pretty awkward, like not being able to, It's like, uh... Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, um, six handshakes away. What, what's he, what's he getting at there? What's that about? Yeah, it's that people are connected. It's an, it's an overlapping, um, structure, right? So we're six handshakes away from virtually anybody anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so we're so interconnected that, you know, someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows, someone who knows that person, if that was six, <laughs> hey, um, um Greg Shreppel, who's just hilarious, he said six elbow bumps away, question mark. <laughs> just the elbow tap. <laughs> I just I appreciated that. That was good. And, <laughs> All right, keep, I, sorry, keep going. It's great. And I'm, I'll, let, I'll let Tommy speak to this more because I'm a transplant to the 10. So I'm from Arlington Heights originally, which now my wife Grace and I and our girl Elliot, we live in the 10. But knowing the 10, that may as well be a different part of the country like Arlington Heights which is like 20 25 minutes away but there is something incredibly unique and evident about this part which poises us for movement this whole six handshakes away when it comes to the connectivity and the history of people in the tent yeah some of the hard data about the tent is compared to the rest of the United States people in the tent uh, if you if you rank how many people have lived in their residence for 15 plus years, people in the 10 relative to the rest of the United States would be twice as much. And Holy so the cow. point there is that people in the 10 have been here a long time. If they leave wow. as, you know, college kids and, and go to the city or they come back. Yeah. And so we are insanely connected as 
the 10 um like and we know it that's when we sit in these staff meetings and we celebrate wins and, and a staff person will bring up a name and then the other uh, staff person on the other side of the room will be like oh wait they're related to this person and they work with this person and they go to school with this person that happens every time that we bring mm. up a name and that is actually very unique to our local context in twice the twice the national average of people who have lived in a residence 15 plus years yep is is us yep that's fascinating i mean and it's it's a little bit of like a running joke now and i love it but when i'll, I'll meet somebody at mission i'll say oh you know you're from the area and they'll say yeah you know i live in roselle and we, we moved here recently oh yeah from where from carol stream and then before then itasca uh and it's like it's just awesome all right there yeah so so maybe in the 10 we're three handshakes away it could be i think we are yeah. Like yeah it's true or three elbow bumps away yes yeah correct i do think the handshake's coming back yeah. i think it's going to come back in force I think it's going to be strong i hope what never comes back is the awkward moment where one guy goes in for the shake and one goes in for knuckles <laughs> and you just end up like this that needs to go away forever that needs to not come back the we're not going back to that <laughs> it is awkward um yeah this is kind of the the kevin bacon rule right yeah Six yeah but, but to your point it literally is for us cut in half and i think how can we not take advantage of that there's so many, I mean, I, I, yep. I planted a church in a community on the outskirts of Kansas City where this was not true at all. My whole neighborhood mm -hmm. was from a different state. So what, what we have here is so unique. And for us not to leverage this for a movement of Jesus is, I think, tragic. And I've thought that yes. for a long time. And so it, it, it's all right out in front of us. We just got to do it. So, And I will say to not be... Um, unaware or naive to the challenge of this, that connectivity is our greatest opportunity and can be our greatest challenge as well. Mm. Um, you know this, if you've ever grown up with like a close group of friends or maybe yeah. your family, you kind of get typecast. And yeah. maybe even if you haven't seen your family for a while and you get back together for Thanksgiving or whatever, uh, I'm the youngest of three, all of my brothers were grown up. I still kind of revert back into functioning huh. as the young. And so there, there can be a challenge where John, Tommy, I've known you guys for forever. Like you're not allowed to change yeah. or, or be, or be different. That's wow. just outside of what is expected. And so there's tremendous opportunity. And which is why we have to remember, Hey, if this is starting with a white hot faith, a conviction and a commitment that I can't be, you know, I'm not going to be talked out of this thing. If that's central. This white hot faith then permission to change and it's a tremendous opportunity yeah. the good news to spread yeah that's a great point yep i i think it's probably good to always come back to principle number one of movements that change the world which is that phrase you just said white hot faith and, and here's why uh, your missional community will be tight and closed if you do not retain and continue a white hot faith because you will slip into consumer christianity and it's all about us only uh, you won't multiply. You you won't raise up apprentice leaders and send them out. But a white hot faith will be one of those things that causes us to say, all right, we will always be outward facing. We're going to be tight inwardly as a community for sure. But we're going to be outward facing. We're going to multiply. Uh, the work is not done yet. Why we are about movement. And so I think it's important to come back to white hot faith. 
I think it's important for us as a church to just continue to agree that there's always room for more. And just to, in real time, like point out what you guys are doing with live on the eights. I mean, this is what you're doing. You're tagging friends. You're sharing, you know, this podcast live on the eights. You're getting the word out. Why? Because there's always room for more. And so I just want to commend you on that. You're doing that. Uh, but that's kind of, we went long. Guys, we went 41 minutes today. Yeah, we tend oh to do God. that on Fridays. What in the world? It's a, it's a good topic. And we could talk about it, you know, forever. I know. So that's I feel like we, we tend to go long. Yeah. I got a meeting, though. I got to get to in five minutes. And it's a beautiful day. So let's let our friends get out there and enjoy some sun. It is. Love you guys. Hey, it's the, the, one of the greatest joys of my life to do a, a great life's work in the circle of great friends. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. For more content or to watch this episode, visit johnpeacock.com. Until next time, keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute and love without stopping.